Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. The world outside your window is not great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is super horrible. Let's just hit the reset button on humankind, y'all, because men in power have ruined it all, and I am exhausted. But I'm also your co-host, Sasha Joseph, with my co-host, Jason Reed, a.k.a. your superhero relief pitchers, to talk all about the power episode five. Yes, we've made it to episode five. Jason, how are you? Sasha, I'm doing good. Yes, we are. We are at the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting. I am... I'm wait. I'm. It's been a slow. It's been a slow burn. Would you agree with that? The show yeah. a little bit of a slow burn. Um, I think I'm ready to ramp it up a little bit and see, kind of get an indication of what our end game is going to be. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Where I think we've done a little bit, almost too much universe setting. Where uh, last week I was like, oh, we're moving forward. You know, the plot is moving. Um, but again, it was still very much a now what happens with universe setting, and then. So I thought this one we would get like only plot, but it felt very much like, all right, now that folks are adequately pissed and uh, on all sides, right, then we're now going to figure out how the power transfers. Where's Allie? Where's our fearless leader? I'm stressed. And unfortunately, like according to the next time on, it looks like we're focusing almost solely on Margo again, which yes. is like, like, um, okay, where's all of our other characters? And I, and we're still like developing characters. We got a whole like, uh, like you know, set up flashbacks more for Tatiana this week, um, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Uh, seeing that we're halfway through the season, like we said, I, you know, I thought we would be moving a little faster at this point but i'm i that's not to say i'm not liking what i'm seeing exactly. like uh i'm enjoying the show i'm enjoying the performances and enjoying uh i did really enjoy the backstory of tatiana getting a little mm. more a little more background of her character and seeing and seeing zoya show up and seeing what she's yeah. doing which i didn't expect uh was very interesting just to focus so much on what zoya's been doing and that story was also really really good too i just i'm waiting to see where we're going same same and um this episode was just so gut-wrenching i have to say right and it's just whoof i feel like they unless i missed it because i did do skip recap um i wish they added a trigger warning because my god Mm -hmm. um but we will be adding a trigger warning so folks this episode um deals with a lot of assault um in many different ways um so we just want to you know one give you that warning and say if this is the one you skip that's all right um for your own good because i think it shows up in many different ways so you know take care of yourselves and if even talking about it triggers something for you um make sure you go to 
the American, at least, National Sexual Assault Hotline, which is um, RAIN, 1-800-656-4673 or 1-800-656-HOPE, which, you know, will help you talk to someone. A trained staff member can provide, uh, you know, confidential conversation and help to you. And uh, if you're not American, make sure you look up your own um, assault hotline, get the help you need, get people to talk because there is help out there. And, um, you know, we we don't have to feel as powerless as sometimes we are made to feel. So I just I wanted to give that warning um, before we started. But, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good thing to to bring up because mm-hmm. this, this show is specifically this episode brought up a lot of instances of abuse. Um, yeah, in, in like I said, in different ways, and it's good to know where you can go to to seek help. Um, luckily, a lot of these situations in this show are remedied by by ladies, uh, you know, scorching up their tormentors. Exactly. But that's not unfortunately that's not uh, reality. So if if you need help in uh, in different ways, uh, Sasha is giving you a great uh, resource to help you out there. Yeah, agreed. Um, and with that, um, I think Jason, it's time we start the power season one, episode five, Scarlet Minnow. Which at first I was like, What the hell is this name? <laughs> and oh, it all comes together yeah. because um we start off in Moldova this time, where uh the new power, uh EOD or electric organ discharge, has been banned. Because, of course, when you ban things, they completely go away. Right, Jason? Yeah, I mean, listen, we saw last episode that uh, it didn't work out well for uh, Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know, it's only going to encourage uh, more people to, you know, to stand up and show what they have uh, in, in ways that they might not like. So. You know, uh, not not the not the. It's probably better just to embrace it than to ban it. Uh, but they haven't learned a lesson yet. Ho- hopefully, no. they, they 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 will at some point, but they just haven't learned. And this tells you right that like every um powerful man in in this show at least and IRL knows that I think they can like do it better. And I, you know, like Victor being the I. Uh, thinking I can do it I am good and you know I can really squ- uh, squash this Saudis have nothing on me which is like if wake up right like if the yeah. Saudis couldn't um <laughs> get women down I, I really think the time has come yeah. but anyway uh, don't please don't come for me anyway <laughs> so if you um are caught using EOD you will be sentenced to death again sure why not and citizens are obviously very angry with the president um on this matter but i think uh jason just in general like i think the economy is in hell because we get that later and um just everything is going wrong here and oh yeah go ahead it feels like victor's being more criticized for the economic downturn of the country than uh you know capturing and killing these these ladies i'm not even sure if it's been made public that they uh, have been killed uh, to the public, but I think I think the citizenship is more worried about the economic downturn than the, uh, you know, just kind of subjugation of women. Unfortunately, yes. Welcome to the real world, right? <laughs> and uh, another revolution very much seems to be on the rise because uh, every time we see a car drive by the the president's uh is it president or prime minister i think it's president um the president's house or victor's house let me just say so i'm not like wrong uh it's something someone screaming someone's throwing molotov cocktails i mean it just we're in hell 
-hmm. all right and um tatiana is still silently observing um all of the meetings and um really i think taking everything in um she does see that he is victor is instigating a program to remove uh the skin skin which is yeah. skin skin thank you which is a new i was like she in but that's not it uh the new that's, organ that's a, that's a clothing store i think you know um <laughs> the new organ from female bodies and the procedure has only ended in many in all in death period yeah. i like and i it's... was trying to sugarcoat it in, in death. <laughs> Yes, uh, it's, it's a vital organ. If you remove it, there's uh, a high chance uh, of death. Uh, I do like the, the kind of uh, theme of uh, women still are being disregarded and not really like because you know Tatiana is allowed to to just kind of come and go freely. They're yes. not worried about they're not worried about her because she's just Tatiana. She's just the trophy wife. They're mm-hmm. not worried about her seeing anything that she should that they don't want her to see because she's just uh, a woman who is just Victor's, like, you know kind of servant wife we see a little bit later in the episode that uh there's a deaf girl that comes into into a setting that is disregarded that uh, ends up kind of butt biting mm-hmm. them in the ass so i think a, a common theme and, and subject uh in the show at large is just people underestimating uh women in every in every turn even though they should be you know you would think they would be scared of these women, but they're just like, no, they're just, they're just women that we're going to disregard them because they are beneath us basically. Yes. And that we overpower them. So that mm-hmm. equals, you know, blah, 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 blah. But listen, Kimmy Schmidt's theme song tells us females are strong as hell. Wake up everyone. And uh, finally we get this like, again, horrible, horrible flashback of how Tatiana and Victor met Jason, where we see that they first meet when Tatiana was still a young gymnast training for the olympics which i'm assuming she has to be like 15 max yeah 14 15 probably is around uh the correct age and you know i we probably we probably knew that this the victor tatiana uh origin was not going to be was not going to be a love story but this was like even beyond what i thought it was going to be yeah in my mind she like you know she she's turned 18 she leaves home and is very much like i'm I need to fend for myself. So let Mm. me just like get this guy fine, you know, but absolutely not y'all. Instead, we see that they're being trained. And I mean, it's like a really aggressive, right? Like Eastern European gym. I feel where it's like women are being not women, Tatiana specifically girls are Mm. just ridiculed for messing up even once. And I feel like this is like a known thing, right? With gymnastics where it's just cutthroat, beautiful, but cutthroat. And this, uh, coach is going in on Tatiana that she's just not good enough blah 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 and their dad is sitting in the stands and here comes the government yeah and and with it with the gymnasts like training there's like no regard for a woman's uh bodily autonomy there's no regard for for boundaries because you can see like as she messes up he like grabs her he's like grabbing her in like you know inappropriate places to like Mm -hmm. that even even though he's he's a coach like you have to have those boundaries set up and a man right a a, a male coach uh especially to not have those boundaries set up where you can't like you know grab the girls any type of way he just doesn't care you're just grabbing her in in you know delicate places trying to quote unquote correct her and you know it, it makes me flash uh immediately to the uh larry nasser like uh controversy for the 
the U.S. Mm. women's team, who was the uh, was that That's I'm so that true. name right? Uh, who was the doctor for the yeah. U.S. Uh, women's gym team, and mm-hmm. you know got got convicted uh, of you know sexual assault uh, because because of the way he was treating for like six hundred plus, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever. Um, yes, I agree with this. I think that is also a very interesting point you bring up, Jason, because now I wonder if like almost everything like, you know, as uh, law and order SVU like has a parallel that's happening in the real world, because yeah. um, I, I forgot about Larry Nasser, But now mm-hmm. this, you know, makes sense where not all gymnastics is like this. But I mean, all of these powerful Olympians have come forward and shared their stories. And, it, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It can't just be isolated incidents. And all, so many people knew about Larry Nasser. And here, her own dad is watching all of this happen. But, you know, there is um, classism, right? Where poor folks, I think, don't have a say necessarily. And they are trying to claw their way out of their situation as well and using tatiana as their mule yeah and even poor people look like they look past like morality mm-hmm. to to say how can i how can i and even they'll even like kind of pervert it and say how can i how can i get my family out of the slums because as we see from tatiana's family they're looking at this as like an opportunity for not even like maybe just themselves but for her too like oh we're trying to get you out of the slums too. yeah of course they're getting kickbacks as well but to have that kind of that perverted sense of like I'll do anything to get out of this, they'll mm. sell their own daughter out to like you know get out of the slums. But they will pervert to say I'm doing this for you too. When no, you're really kind of just doing it for yourself. Yeah, um, and it's just it's painful because then you see Tatiana being excited, right? That oh the government is coming to see me. That means you know I'm gonna like get some money uh, and um, which will help my Olympic dreams right all of it but turns out while she's stretching this piece of shit i'm sorry i just i there is not a nicer way to say this um Mm -hmm. victor who happens to be the finance minister at the time you know shares he throws his literal weight around and is like i'm the finance minister i'm the money guy so i got you and he's staring at her stretch and again this is a 15 year old child yep and this this man is like probably forty plus. Yeah, and, and it sh- it shines a light on the situations that young girls sometimes get put in, where yes. you can't, you don't really feel like you can say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, most because number one, you know, this person is in a high level of power, and number yep. two, your father is literally behind, like in the background, like, uh, you know. Egging have, like on. egging you on to accept the date and go out with this like much mm-hmm. much older man so it's like these these, these young girls and unfortunately it's not a a story for fiction it's a yes it's a, it's a real life occurrence a lot where uh these girls get put in these situations where they feel like they can't say no yeah one thousand percent and it's just it's so painful because again i think in her mind she's like well it's just a date like you know he just wants to get me dinner and i don't get food at home right so let me go on to dinner and you know and then my my dreams will be moving and we'll all be good but turns out it was all a transaction right because unfortunately one this is like a horrible dinner i i do not want to call it a date that's disgusting but yeah. it's a, it's a dinner where a transaction and i mean he is like 
legitly a horrid pig. And she, this poor child, is having to sit through it. Fast forward to her coming back home. And, uh, you know, not coming back home. Sorry. She goes to the gym, right? Yeah. She's and, back at practice or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. she's very excited because she's like, uh, I, my marriage is set. I know, but that's not going to get in the way of my training. Don't worry. And I don't know if you heard the tone shift, Jason, in the coach, but he is much nicer to her now. Well, yeah, of course, because this is going to be the prime minister's wife. So he doesn't want to, you yeah. know, uh, berate her at this moment because that could, mm-hmm. I mean, and in this country, that might get him killed. Exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it's definitely a lighter tone he's using as he's giving her uh, this news. Yeah, and being proximate to power, right, it will change everything, even for a woman. So he shatters her dream and says, you know, the finance minister does not want his wife, you know, in the Olympics or doing any of this stuff. Like, this is not it. And I mean, it, my heart just, like, sank because you could tell that that is all this child has wanted. She's done everything, put up with all this mess just to get here and turns out he is a horrible person her parents suck and they they're ready to get her married and then jason we get this painful scene of her mom helping her pack because it's you know time for her i guess to go Mm -hmm. um and i again we don't know what i guess the marriage is all gonna be fake because it's i'm assuming illegal so she packs a little doll and yeah. the mom takes that doll and throws it. And I, I couldn't, I mean, it's, it's symbolic, right? It's like mm-hmm. ripping her childhood away and like saying, you're not a child anymore. You're now a grown woman at what? 15 or 16. Yeah. Like we're getting rid of this childish thing. You are now a grown woman when in reality, she's not, she's still a child. Like it, that's literally what that's what that symbolized to me. Yes. Oof. Um, and It's just there, you know, there is a back and forth and you really see why her and her mom are in this position today. But she tries to take her trophies because, again, that's that's her identity. I mean, if you're an Olympic level anything, that's your whole life, period. Even school is second, right? Like everything is second to that. And she tries to take it and her mom just like destroys it all. Because literally, this is like a physical manifestation of what's happening to her. So I'm I'm exhausted by these horrible <laughs> people ruining this child. But they, you know, they just kind of go through like the URR ticket out, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Zoya, her little sister, does, you know, try to talk to her. But I think... Tatiana sees Zoya as like someone that's still young and still gets to live a life because of her yeah i wasn't sure where the hostility for zoya came from it was i don't know if it was like pushing her away because she knows she's probably not gonna see her again Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want her to to stay attached to tatiana because you know it's over for for tatiana and this family but uh she was very cruel to her on the way out um you know telling her she doesn't want to see her again she hates her and whatever it's kind of like those i don't know those uh those shows and movies about like uh, boys and their dogs when you know you have to leave the dog you try like get out of here i hate you blah blah blah. so i don't know if it was something like that but i just uh it was it was a very it was was a painful scene uh to see her leaving in that way and zoya who uh has looked up to her and is you know trying to emulate her and, and basically throughout the first part of this episode in the flashback saying like oh yeah i'm nothing compared to you because of my our parents like only love you and i'm just kind of trash to them 
just to see, just to know that Tatiana is leaving Zoya in in these hands. Uh, and we've already seen what happened to Tatiana. What what's going to happen to Zoya, which we'll find out in this episode, mm-hmm. is is really heartbreaking to see uh, this part of the this part of uh, Tatiana's story. Agreed, one hundred percent. And I think that's exactly the issue: is she's almost being that older child that has to, you know, not be a child anymore, while her sister maybe still gets to live mm-hmm. a, a full life. Because again, because she's now going to supply money to the family. Yeah, but I mean, a full life. What's a full life uh, in, in that situation? I mean, that that she's leaving Zoya, and like, I I wouldn't call it a full life because no matter how much life. money you yeah. send, you know how these parents treat Zoya, and Zoya's probably not going to see any real benefit from that. Yeah, and Zoya wants to run to Israel because she's like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find this lady and just get the hell out of here too. So everyone's trying to escape the situation. Um. And then uh, I think that is kind of like how we get the like Tatiana's backstory. Yeah. Then we do get to modern day Moldova. And oh my God, again, this is a warning. This is going like, this is the part where you turn off y'all. But we do come back to modern day Moldova where we see young, a young girl um, kind of getting kidnapped at first, like two young girls get kidnapped Mm -hmm. and, Immediately, I don't know about you, Jason, but I just knew where this was going. We see oh, kidnapping yeah. and a shack. I was like, "Yeah, this is trafficked women." Mm-hmm. So they they get taken in, and um, they start having conversations, right, with all of them, with the young girl. And I think her age comes out, or they must just know her age. Yeah, we can hear people in the, like in the background, like the the captors. I was like, "Wait a minute, how old is she? Like, uh, is, yeah. are we gonna have an issue here?" Because like they at this point know about about the EOD, and it's like we told you not not just stopping up these younger girls. I mean, not because it's wrong, but because they might be able to shock us. Um, so they get who I guess they identify as the young girl they just picked up. They they come in and grab her out real quick. Mm-hmm. And here's another fascinating thing, right? Because we find out later is Zoya, a pregnant woman um, mm-hmm. in this trafficked house where they they say, well, why are they stopped? You know, they've stopped picking younger girls. Like, this is weird because we know that not only are all, you know, folks that solicit these kinds of areas are just horrible people. They're also most of the time horrible perverts and yep. they want young, younger girls. I don't know why. But they do, right? That just ugh. so it's fascinating how you know whoever gave this power, this mutation to to younger girls. It's like it's a safe, uh, a safe haven in so many ways where they're now stopping to get younger girls. Yeah, I mean we've heard we've heard people on the show talk about like this was a organ born out of necessity. Yes. Uh, evolution decided that these young girls needed this because so many terrible things were happening to young girls around the world that this developed to protect them and you know it, it's a, situa- a situation like this where we see it being the most effective like because now people are scared to uh, to pick up these young girls to traffic them that and it's you know it's because of the scheme because of the EOD. Mm-hmm. It's time, baby. So then, um, unfortunately, they do end up killing um the girl that they perceive as younger, uh, and then all of the girls are talking together. And oh, we get the line: "No one is coming to save us. We yep. we have nothing." 
And then Zo we then find out because Zoya has now shared her name um, that Zoya is saying, no, I think the girl, the deaf girl has the gift. And I think she brings us our snacks and let's let's figure this out basically mm -hmm. and all these women do which is such a real thing where you just give another woman a look and you just know what's gonna happen yeah, you, you get the nod you know what's up like different yes. uh i mean different even like it's, it's a universal thing like genders races right like, you know you know what's up when, mm -hmm. when you get the look yep and the this beautiful girl that you know brings them um their snacks and again who is deaf but maybe can partially hear right like we're not entirely sure but mm -hmm. it looks like they're heckling her the the traffickers while she's get giving them all snacks yep. so uh because they say you might be next be careful but she's not gonna be next because she's young mm -hmm. so um they finally get in there and she has transferred zoya her power and boy, oh boy, is that so beautiful to watch because it's done. Their dicks are gonna be fried off. <laughs> I wish you could have. I wish you could have seen the actual transfer from from the younger girl to yeah. the, to Zoya, but we, we didn't see that specific no. part. But we see Zoya transferring it to to the other women, and then seeing the 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 outcome where they they do zap uh, one of the captors' dicks uh, off up apparently, and then which just... it felt so funny. I was like. You just got your power, and you're you can already concentrate it. That yeah, well. uh, as we see people like other different levels of struggling with uh, coming yes. to terms with. But that that one lady was uh you know she was she was her rage may have fueled her to control That's it true. better. And we see, I guess, from the outside, we see a, a lot of, uh, all the other uh, other captors getting getting zapped. You know, would have been nice to see it uh, see it up close, but uh, I'll take what we can get. Um, so mm -hmm. they all they all escape and they all run out into the into the fields. Um, I, I'm very curious to see how how I mean I I would assume that Zoya and Tatiana are going to get reunited at some point and see yeah how that goes. Yes, because turns out Tatiana also has been given the power because her makeup artist because all the women have been um like all the younger women or i think no all women right have just been uh take or fired from the for the president's or the prime minister's house so now <laughs> there is one woman left and she does have the power and she does mm -hmm. give it over to tatiana and i have to say um when the stylist transfers the power tatiana like or all the women it feels very like euphoric like it doesn't feel painful uh, yeah it's almost it's like, you know make, yeah yeah almost like a, like an orgasm i was like uh, yeah. in, in, in both of the instances where uh where we saw the full transfer it, it did seem very orgasmic which was interesting um you know i wasn't sure because we had the stylist come over and we saw that she had it it was mm -hmm. at her tip like to, to find her later to, to get the full power um I guess that was what it was. That scene was right. so funny. Like she's practicing like her powers and like a, a yeah. the bomb of stereotype. He's like, don't move. Like I'm coming to get like, and we see uh, Tatiana and like, I guess she's going to be part of this press conference that Victor is going to have. Mm -hmm. I, I was curious of whether or not that, that has already taken place or it's get ready to come up because I think that would be such an interesting way for Tatiana to, you know, display her powers. If he's with Victor in this, like, in this taped press conference and she decides to to 
show her power by killing Victor on the spot. Oh, like, please. On, on live TV. Like, uh, it's a show that she has the power and she's going to probably be, you know, make herself the, the president or whatever of the of this country. Yep. And that is going to be just chef's kiss, I feel, mm-hmm. because when all of this, I think, comes together, I do believe that Tatiana is going to be um, what's is going to be president in Moldova because mm-hmm. people are pissed. And I think the general sees her as an ally because a general yeah. uh, to Victor, I think does tell her, yeah, like something's coming or revolution is coming. So I wonder if this general might help her out also. And um, I think Margot in the States might be becoming Senator. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll see this. Di- we'll see these different kind of heads of different revolutions around the country. Like mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see a Margot. We'll see a Tatiana. We'll see an Ali who will be a different yes. kind of, of revolutionary i think won't won't hold a like official seat of power but mm-hmm. will be seen as a as a a head of a rev, of a type of revolution so i think that will be interesting uh to see uh if and when these these powers come together and how they will clash or how they will get along yes and now um before we move to margo let's take a little break and we'll be right back Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. And we're back. So with that, now we are in the United States where Margot has become a celebrity. We learned later she was on Vanity Fair, right? Like my girl's making it because Mm -hmm. she is seen as the face of the revolution in America. And we do see like Tatiana even is watching her interviews. She stood up, you know, for female rights basically and has made sure you know, are trying to, not has made, but is trying to make sure that women are educated about their new powers, which is what I think us as the audience also get to learn more about yeah. the power and about EOD and how it works and its mutations, et cetera, et cetera. So then we get a sit down interview with none other than Mr. Tunde. 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 I was like, oh, it's Tunde. I thought we were going to get more from him this episode, but I, I liked uh, what we got from him in his mm-hmm. in his short in his short stint in the episode. He's he seemed to have really come a long way uh, yes. in a short period of time. It seems for I, I, that 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 yeah. uh, that thing in Saudi Arabia seems to have really changed him. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated their back and forth where uh, Tunde was kind of pushing Margo a little to say, well, like, do you have it? Like, why are you the face of this? And then um, Margo being like, we all are gaining, you know, something out of this because you went from nine followers to a CNN reporter. Yeah. And that, and that came from like, he's like, uh, you know, some people are saying you're only doing this to further your career. And she's like, oh, well, what about you, Mr. Like had a, had nine subscribers now has like a I couple, couple hundred thousand. Like, oh yeah. Give it to him, Margo. He's like, oh yeah. 
Tunis uh, has kind of gotten a, a reputation being put in his place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes last uh, last episode was like, you think you come into my country and tell me like that I want to be saved? You cannot save me. Like, and now it's just like, oh, you're trying to push this on me. Let me push it back on you, Mister, using this for clout. Period. And we do get a moment, right, where Tunde is like explaining that we need male allies because men will listen to men, which I. I do believe Tunde is right, where I think if more men stood up to say this is, you know, we just need to be in support and let women lead the way, it is, you know, other men will follow. Unfortunately, I think that is just the world we currently live in. So I understand what he's saying. Uh, Margo, you know, is like saying no Senate for me. Let's not go there. And poor Margo still has those horrible shoes on that her <laughs> daughter has put her in. And Joss, I will never forgive you because there's nothing worse than cheap heels. They'll ruin your life. Uh, and she has band-aids on because of that. So it's just it's horrible. Then she does get a Daniel Danden or Daddy Danden to, you know, she throws his name into the interview because she wants him to pass or sorry, he is going to pass legislation that would force women to register EOD as a weapon. Yeah, that's a, uh, and I liked how she she pivots the conversation to like uh, bodily autonomy for women. Yes, and her, correct. yeah, and her her like uh, her I guess chief of staff maybe I don't know what her official title would be is like is kind of chastising her afterwards. It's like it's such an easy pivot. Like it's very related to, to what we're talking about. So I, I, I don't blame her for yeah. pivoting to that, to, uh, to, to that topic at all. And I like uh, just going back to Tunde for one second, just like mm, seeing how yes, far please. he's come where he's like, you know, I'm a male Muslim Nigerian. I oh, never know yes. how, how yes. those identities intersected and how his gender informed his privilege and that it meant women had less safety, but EOD is making them see that they, there's a better, a better world for them all. I was like, Oh, Come on, Tinday. Come on. Like lear- learning, 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 Tinday. I love that. Uh just, yes, just like, we we needed that. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, just kind of wrap up that 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 10-day like episode lesson for him. I, I was uh very happy with with what he said there. Um and how it looks like he is going to be more of an ally than uh than a you know, you know. Yeah, agreed. The opposite, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I will happily retract my statement, <laughs> thank goodness, because I was like, this man is out here biting off a woman, but I think he's getting his lashings, uh, like, with every woman, so it's fine. I think he's going to be an ally. I think he's going to be an important ally, and I wonder if Margot's power and Tunde's, le- you know, understanding of everything is going to almost work together. Yeah, I, I, I would... I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be going around the country, like kind of lifting all the voices we're seeing. Yes. Like if he gets an interview with Ali, if he gets an interview mm-hmm. with, I don't know if he gets an interview with Roxy. Uh, Roxy seems like Roxy's just going to be like a Roxy's kind of the scorched the, earth. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the under the underbelly of the crime scene, maybe mm-hmm. where she's leaning. But if if, if he gets uh, interviews with all these people and maybe uh, uplifts their voices in in, in another way. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited to see how it all ends up uh, coming together. But either way, I, I just I appreciate Tunde like speaking his truth to power as well. Mm-hmm. But it very much feels like in service of women and not taking away from the story. So I right. just I that is another piece I think I appreciate. So <laughs> Margot right is is now very much has moved on into uh, like Jason said bodily autonomy and uh, honestly abortion rights and actually not just abortion rights because now in this world it's it's about 
uh transitioning for kids mm-hmm. right like every everything like let people decide what to do with their bodies period yeah. and helen said no 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 oh yeah. are we gonna cut let's, this let's, short let's, let's calm down let's calm down a little bit uh let's uh let's move on from this because we don't want to uh get too into the weeds i think is helen's helen's viewpoint of cutting the interview short yeah, which I have to say, like, I love Helen. I think she's a very strong character. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, a little stressed out by Helen because I was like, I'm going to need you to be a little stronger. You know, push, mm-hmm. let her push. But I think we're we're trying to get her elected. And and it is hard. for. I think Helen is just um, ob- the, the mirror Helen of might what also, happens. Yeah. He- Helen might also be seeing the long game in a way like uh let's save all this for like you know uh later down in your run let's not give all let's not give away all the treats now let's uh let's Mm -hmm. let's focus on later down the line for this so she may be seeing a longer view than margo is because margo is kind of like yeah margo's kind of out here just letting it all hang out letting it all spew like let me, let's just let's, let's dole it out a little at a time is what happens. i know i know helen is correct i want to make that clear i'm just sad because i'm like chaotic sasha wants, wants the margo way <laughs> let's exactly. get all out at one time burn it all but no <laughs> unfortunately helen is correct uh being a woman in politics she's like the mouth not the mouthpiece but she's the 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 spotlight on how horrible things actually are for margo so that's why i think i appreciate it but also i'm like ah, i'm stressed by you (laughs) so then uh once the interview is cut short we do understand that margo has been getting a lot of death threats which again margo's like sure they're just like incels in mom's basement turns out that's not true because one of at least her many uh, dissenters is an anonymous misogynist called Urban Docs, aka Andrew Tate. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Andrew I mean Tate. that's definitely the parallel that we're supposed to be getting from from Urban yes. Docs. Yes, definitely Andrew Tate. And man's has nine million subscribers um, online, and turns out one of them happens to be a Maddie, aka Margot's own son. Oh no. <laughs> I almost fell over. And this is where you you talk we talked about this rather a spotlight uh, before pre-show. So I just I want you to take us through it all here as as a parent. <laughs> you know, cuz Rob does catch Matt watching these videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he kind he 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 starts off really good in this, right? He's like, "Look, this guy he he looks at the mm-hmm. urban docs that Matt's watching. He says, "Look, this guy's using filters. You don't even know who your allies. You don't even know who is talking to you in this moment." And then Matt Matt's you know he spews the thing that people spew. He's like, "Well, you know, it's easy when when you have popular opinions and people want to look at you, but when you have unpopular opinions, you have to shield yourself. You have to protect yourself." And he you know you see he's thinking about his own injury as he's touching his mm-hmm. his eye where Josh accidentally shot him uh you know and matt goes on this kind of rant about how no it's not just that it's everything and girl you know girls have been shocking me even when when i say something they don't like and, and in this moment I'm like okay matt like is it that they you said something they don't like innocently or you were being a jerk and they decided to shock you because you were saying something obscene and something uh terrible to them i mean I, I, we kind of see right through that i think uh, and then Rob, who we've been rooting for so much in this show, says, "Oh, we're the only doing that because they like you," which is which is perpetrating the wrong message. Yes, uh, like come for sure. On, people. Like, no, they're not doing this because they like you. They're doing this because you are you gross them out because of something 
rude you said. I I mean, and we're just, I'm just assuming, but I, I mean, I, that's the that's the read I get from this. Um, yeah. And this is something girls are told all the time. Like, mm -hmm. uh, he's just mean to you because he likes you. Stop saying that to your kids. It doesn't matter who, because we're just perpetuating the scene or this, like, life of if someone's mean to you and being abusive, right, later on, that means they just love you that hard. Right. It's such a bad Yeah, it's such a bad precedent to be in and stay in abusive relationships. Uh, so let's not do that. Like, you know. If someone's like like I tell my my daughters, if someone's being mean to you, that means they're an asshole. Then <laughs> yeah. just not don't associate with that person. Like just as simple as that. Uh, and and so Rob is kind of saying, well, yeah, it's because good girls like you. Just try not to make them mad, and it'll be fine. And then Matt says, well, it's not fair for them to take it out on us because they're mad. It's like, oh come on, like these terrible like uh, language that you're using is just like mm -hmm. shifting the blame onto women because of your terrible behavior is is ridiculous. Um, so, you know, Rob tells him to, to cut it out as Rob leaves. Matt goes back to watching this, uh, watching this, this asshole Andrew Tate yep. parallel. And I mean, like as of, as a, a father, it's hard when, you know, and this is, this generation, you know, is different than my generation, right? Cause we didn't have, when I was 14, 15, yes. we, the internet was a thing, but it wasn't a thing like it is now. Like I am in my early to mid to late 30s i'll just say that uh and it definitely was <laughs> it just definitely was not the environment i grew up in uh, having yeah. having all of this uh all of these opinions and perspectives and chatter you know in your head 24 7 where it's just at a the touch of a button on your phone mm -hmm. so it's definitely a tough uh a, a tough thing to navigate as different generations as i talk to my daughter who is 14 years old uh, so I can definitely feel the uh, feel this and feel the conversation that's going to come up later with with Margo and Joss. I can I can feel that in the real world. Mm -hmm. One hundred percent. And and I think the issue here is that Joss gets a lot of the attention maybe in this house. Right. Like squeaky wheel, mm -hmm. oldest child, et cetera, et cetera. So and Matt, gosh shocked and got put in the hospital so i think there's a lot going on right where each child needs their own way of love and attention and i think just because of the way their houses their jobs are set up right rob is his, he's an attentive dad but he's also pretty like important doctor yeah and um Margo is the mayor of a damn yeah. city. So and and then the oldest is going through a huge life change. So I think all of that together, you know, he makes people vulnerable and I think in a lot of like these kinds of boys are more susceptible than to being like there is a way out because I used to have perceived privilege and now there's equality that must equal that I am oppressed but in reality it's just equality yeah and now it's <clears throat> sorry it's such a vicious cycle where the Andrew Tates are going to spawn yes. more Andrew Tates from these younger people that are filling their head with this nonsense um and you know that are just going to be be and more andrew tates we get more andrew tates as it's going to mm -hmm. become somewhat like a virus right like it's just going yep. to is going to unfortunately spread because there's so many of these hateful people out there spewing this message one thousand percent so you know it just we started well with matt we ended with she's mean to you so she likes you which equals matt just was like yeah cool i'm just yeah, gonna it's, turn it's this like down. Yeah, it's, so it's, so i mean and it kind of enforces the message that it's the woman's fault 
Like, yeah, and, and that that's what Rob is doing. Who we've like been so on Rob's side. It's like, Rob, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you doing? Which I guess, I guess, in a way, it's like uh, even our our best characters have flaws and have faults, which I can appreciate in a show. But just like, damn, come on, like we were we were rooting for you, Rob. It, it's it's tough. It was tough. A tough thing. I know, and I think I think Rob is just overwhelmed, and I don't. Yes. I just, ugh, and he he just can't and get listen, it even, done. Even but the, I'm tired of you. And we there are no perfect parents, right? Even the even the best of parents have sometimes crappy uh, learned behavior, crappy opinions. Yes. So I mean that's that's just what we're seeing there. But it's just like, it's so it's a little disheartening when one of your favorite characters on the show is just like spewing nonsense. But he he. <laughs> and I, I it's such a bad connotation but it's he has good attentions i will say but right uh but it's you know sometimes the best of attentions are uh are hurtful as well yeah like he's not a bad dad mm-hmm. and when your child is like you know following andrew i don't even know what i do i think i would just like ban the word andrew tate from my I mean, wi-fi at, at that point search. you throw you throw out all the laptops you cancel the yeah. internet but unfortunately we live in the world where uh i mean it l- listen i i don't want to bring too much of my personal life into this but it's no, just like not. it's like trying to uh filter filter in the best of content for your kids is tough because there's so much out going out there in the in the real world that they are in when they're not around you and it's like at my daughter's school they all use like laptops to yeah. do their school work uh it's just like <laughs> they they do whatever on these laptops they're not the 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 supervision is not great at school. I'll say that. So I can't even, imagine it being great. Even yeah. when they're away from you, it's like you don't know what they're doing, which is, which makes this kind of, which makes this time in, in our history a rough time. Uh, I'll just say and that. scary because, listen, we were always, we knew how to outsmart our parents. Yes. So they're just going to figure out how to out, outsmart us. Like, that's just life. It's, the guide is online, right? It's like yeah. the, the guide to outsmart your parents, get past filters, get past blockers. It's all out there online, easy to to find. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough world for, I think, for a lot of parents out there that are trying to uh, make sure their kids have the, like, are getting the best information, which is, can be tough. 100 percent. oh man it's just pa- parental parental rant over right <laughs> yeah right no yeah. and i'm just like whoo maybe we don't need kids no i'm just kidding but it's just uh, you, you listen you said it not me but i've done it <laughs> listen <laughs> uh, and then uh after all of this we do get you know a moment of like rob struggling where mm-hmm. he is now at work and he's being asked to help research quote unquote honestly and create a suppressant which is a chemical castration like he calls it um to stop anyone you know female or with this organ um yeah to just to stop having the organ and we get the research from uh from moldova yeah i mean it's it's a it just the way that the show interconnects uh all these different events is really great like with the tunde uh yes. reports with all that like we see different characters in different places viewing the same things we see this the exact same research that victor like commissioned uh being viewed by rob mm-hmm. and it's pretty obvious to everyone that how the research has showed up mm-hmm. it is not kosher it is very much on the backs of again death backs of teenage girls uh and their bodies you know their bodies are still being commodified wow surprise surprise and uh, it seems like everyone in the u.s is like 
having a fake moral high ground where they're like, well, we didn't conduct the research. We didn't ask for it. But yeah, we just paid for it because well, every other country did. And in, in this in in this scene where the I don't know who this woman is exactly, yeah, what, if, whether she works whoever. for drug companies mm-hmm. or whatever, how much spin is put in the world and into this research even margot later is going to spin it like and and the lady here spins it is like well i mean it could be for girls that you know that don't want want it yeah uh it could be to help them so this could be a different a definite help uh for women out there rob like that's why you should do do the uh do the drug uh research or whatever or make the drug like this could be a good thing but you know it in in the back of all of our heads you're just like no lady you just want to get paid like you just want to make a successful drug get paid uh and and look at it that way Mm -hmm. and it's it's wild because one you know she's a woman but listen that doesn't mean shit looks like but and secondly she's lying because it's not a um a choice because one rob keeps saying so we're just gonna put it in the water and it's gonna be highly soluble yeah they want him to make it so that it will be odorless colorless like it it can be easily put into the you know we keep getting it like said like he can put in the water supply without anyone noticing so i mean why if you want it to be such a drug that you know is about choice why are you making it so that we can like clandestinely put it into the water supply like that doesn't the math's not mathing there lady Mm-hmm. And secondly, let's say, right, that this is um, a, you know, drug only for women that want it, quote unquote, then men, powerful men will get their hands on this and then force the women to get through it yep. and take it. And then what? And they will find they will find ways to hide it in in other drugs or hide it yes. in treatments so that it will stop uh, women from being able to use the EOD. One thousand percent. So like, shut the hell up, girl, lady. And Rob is just like against it. He is not having it. Um, he's just he no because he said if this organ is removed, we have the reports say it is fatal. So why are we you know messing with this? And it hits close to home. His daughter has it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it is too real. So after that, we do get um, you know, everyone's back at home. And boy, oh boy, Jason, what in the 2023 parenting is this? <laughs> Boyfriends over, doors closed. Doors closed. Where? How? Since when? <laughs> Not my house. Can you imagine? I was like angry and I was like, no, but I'm listen, really it's, getting old because I'm mad about this. But yeah, but it's not it's not even a crazy thing, right? Sasha, it's it's a listen, my daughter tells me all the time there are there are things like this that take place. And I'm like, okay, well that's 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 your friend's house. That's not that's not this house. Like exactly. that's not happening here. And I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that there will be people that that say like, uh, you know, I trust my child to be uh, responsible, blah blah. <laughs> like I don't like. <laughs> I know what I know what I my other class exactly. like as children. Exactly. So uh, you know, I I don't. Y'all can do that if you want, but it's not. That's not for me. Not, I know not, what I was out here doing in these streets. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I'm and I was a good kid. And even then, I was. Yeah, and- Please. And it, it's like at first when uh what's the boy's name? Ryan. Matt. When, 
No, oh, Ryan, Ryan. Sorry. Yeah, Ryan. When Ryan was brother, was in there and he, with Josh, I was like, oh, uh, you know, no one must must know that Ryan is, yes. is there. But then when when Rob comes in and he's like, hey, Ryan, like, how are you? I'm like, oh, you knew he's there? Like, no, not not my world, not my life. I wasn't even allowed to have a boy in my room. Like, it ha- my mom, that's my correct. Mom was like nice and being like, okay, I will be in my room, but y'all have to be in the living room. Like, you know, that was our. Compromise. Uh, listen, I I, I, <laughs> I haven't had much experience with it yet. Yeah, not yet. We're not gone away. Yes. Right, but uh, listen, if if a boy is over, y'all are in the living room, and I'm in the dining room, right off the living room, watching like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't playing God. those games over here. Exactly, and then um, it's just here's another thing though that we're also talking about heteronormative relationships because yes. that is what we're seeing. Yes. Yes. Um. Who knows? It doesn't matter if you were dating a person. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what gender you're dating. Like and you're not, not doing we're no not, sleepover. We're not getting up to no shenanigans around here. <laughs> exactly. I don't give two shit. Oh my god. Because again, I'm just thinking like this. Even in the living room, teenagers have no sense. No, you know none. what I mean. Take, so, take it from me, who's dealing with one right now in in the yeah. in the present time. No sense. Take it with me. That was one. That was again yeah. straight A's. You know, never snuck out of the house. Still wilding. So no. Mm-hmm. Okay, is the point. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, so Joss is though going through whatever she's going through. So maybe that's why you know Rob is like a little lenient with her. He does try to give her a sex talk at what like 16. I was like Rob. I I think we're a little <laughs> late. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, I'm a doctor. Just be safe. That's all that that I care about. In your house? Why your, your home? house? Why are you making it so easy? <laughs> make it make it tough. These right? These yeah. Because listen, husband... kids kids are going to kid, right? But Correct. I mean, you don't you don't gotta let them do it so easily. Yeah, that that's the thing. My I'm very much like when I was watching this, I was like, oh my god, like you can't let your kids do, like come on, this is crazy. And then my husband was like, you know, if they don't get caught or if they're smart enough to like work around you, at least you got to give them a little, you know, leniency. And you know, if they're dumb enough to do it in front of you, then yeah, okay, you have to like get their ass. But you know, you have to let them be lenient. And I was like, who is this man? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. You gotta give them some pushback. You gotta give them some 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 boundaries and some correct some some, some sense, man. Like you know, I, I don't want to like I don't want to go off on another perfect tangent. Let but, us uh, not you know, sit here. And- listen, and y'all, listen. Different parents do different different things in yes. their lives. They have different relationships with their kids, with the way that they choose to parent. So I don't want to you know. Don't come, don't come for me because of the way I parent. Like it's just that's no, just my, we're just that's just my view on it. Same. Like, my know. mom did not let me nothing. I couldn't right. even do sleepovers. Okay, my mom was like, I don't know whose uncle is over. Yeah, but I mean, then, then you also and have listen, watch the show. Yeah, you also have those parents that are like, uh, you know, I want my kid to drink here, so they're not drinking in other places, which you know is another viewpoint, another perspective. But uh, we all parent differently, so don't don't come at yes. me for 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 different. Absolutely not. I'll fight you. Don't do it. Okay, because <laughs> I, I always have time. <laughs> always. So, so. Uh, anyway, so yes, we get all of this. Basically, Joss is in hell. Rob's in hell. Matt's in hell. Margo's in hell. The little one is the only one that's living. Up <laughs> She's life like, "What's going point. on around here?" Like, yeah. Like, we'll get to the scene later where uh, you know, Rob's and like, Rob's swimming, and, she, and the little one's just like, "What is going on around here?" Like, she's just she's sick of all their mess. 
she's like oh, let me leave this house because i don't mm. want this family but you know raw yeah so there's a lot of turmoil and uh, margo was like well that's nice honey that you're you're feeling this but we gotta go to declan's house so that he's the governor right yeah we have to get to the, the governor's mansion get our life together and go um kiss some babies shake some hands because i, I gotta play nice and rob loses it mm -hmm. now i don't really like uh a lot of times when people would play drunk on tv yes this is i don't like this this portrayal of john leguizamo being quote-unquote drunk <laughs> i was a little over the time what's your feeling about how he was acting drunk he was on one. On one, for sure. And I think it was very much like his, like, sadness is taking over his in and coming out tenfold because he's drunk. Yeah. God, I don't know. It's just, it was so unfortunate because Margo is, like, not listening, right? What would it take her to, like, be like, yeah. Let's talk about this on the way over because we'll have a drive. Um, yeah. So, you know, wh and while we get ready, let's talk. Why not? I yeah, don't I mean, understand. She kind of really just, like, shuts him down. Like, as soon as she gets, she, she's just worried about getting to this, like, function. And Rob trying to have this serious talk with her. And she's like, and even even in this moment, she's spitting it. She's like, well, we didn't pay for the research. And if we if it comes from anything, if it, mm -hmm. anything good comes from it, it'll be worth it. It's like, it'll be worth it. Like these young these young women were freaking killed for their like to harvest their organs, basically. And you're just like, oh, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. We we didn't do it, basically. It's just I don't understand it. You know, it's just I I don't. It's so wild to me that you can't just like take five seconds and listen you are she is also going through a lot but i just think that being a good partner and rob has been a really good partner to her you sometimes have to be like all right like let's just find time as in as we get dressed as we walk over because she's in a hurry but y'all can still you're still talking you're just arguing mm. about not talking yeah exactly so th that's just what I feel where I, I'm and I'm not doing the whole like women should be able to do it all. I'm not saying that it's just that Rob does it for her. So it's just her time to do it for Rob. <sighs> but then they, we finally get to this like lake, nice little, you know, governor's mansion. It, are they in Washington or? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this like in Pacific Northwest is like beautiful spot. And we get Rob on the phone. And it looks like he's talking to Blease the Sleaze, as Margot calls him later, mm. where um he he's a journalist and Rob tells him what's going on and sends him the PDF of the research. I was a little surprised that he like he so easily, you know, gave up his his information to this yeah. guy. I mean, but I guess he, he really trusts uh trusts the guy. So I mean, I I, I guess it was it was so and, I mean, he tried to approach her to the Margo, but Margo was not listening. Mm -hmm. So he, he, I guess, also wanted to feel, in a way, have his voice felt and heard. So he's, yeah. he's trying to get it to whoever will will take him seriously, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really unfortunate. And then he's like, you know, just make sure that you call me something cool, like the Emerald Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Um, or something like And I was just like, okay, sure. Why not? Um, but instead, he does get called the Scarlet Minnow. 
while he's drunk off his damn ass, showing his full donkiness, <laughs> where just like he's so drunk and he's, you know, obviously living in his wife's shadow, calling her out, blah, blah, blah. And then um, not calling her out, but like naming that she has she takes up more space in their marriage than he does. Mm-hmm. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then, as um, Danden and Margo have like a little one-two punch of "You better not run for Senate. I got. I'll. I'll ruin your career." Blah blah yeah, blah. A little, little bit. A little bit of standoff between yes. Danden and Margo in a way where he like he just like openly at like accuse. Like, it, it more it was more of an acu- accusation. Like you have the mm-hmm. EOD as if it's just like some scarlet letter that's just like you know just hanging over her. Uh, as what he that's how he frames it anyway yeah it's just it's wild and all of that happens this you know first danden's wife shows up and she's like oh he loves you uh you know and i am a great fan you're doing amazing stuff danden is very much on <laughs> on your side which i was like girl read the room yeah <laughs> yeah like that's he's obviously not, not not the case yeah like he's very um he is very much the antithesis of all of this, and he sucks. Then while that's happening, our drunk Rob shows up, starting to just talk about caviar and how they ex- they kill the women, the not women, but you know that's a metaphor, right? Where they yeah. kill the fish yeah, and this tiny metaphor, and harvest harvesting the ovaries, yeah, and how they they get the caviar. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of a genius metaphor to, to even drunk to come up with it. This right, time. look at you, but then. I find this very funny and clever writing because he's talking about fishes and caviar. And then the article comes out, everyone's pissed, and the name is Scarlet Minnow. And a minnow mm-hmm. is a fish too. So I just all of it, it was very on the nose. I yeah, say. I mean, I like I liked how Margot clocked it like immediately. Like yeah. even, at, even at the photo, she looks at him like, Oh, you did this, didn't you? Basically, was her the look on her face. Like well, because he was so mad about minnow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it, like, it's literally a small freshwater fish. It's like literally small fish. He's like the Scarlet Minnow. Like I was surprised it was like, that's kind of a crappy code name. Yeah, that was so funny. I couldn't. I could I was like, no, you're you're too on the nose that it's you. So then uh all of that right happens. We are now at home. <sighs> Rob and Margo are still arguing now about the leak document. Margot can't believe um, you would jeopardize her career. And this is when it's done for Rob. He said, I'm going for a damn swim. You're pissing me off. I'd rather risk death in a dark lake or ocean over you. This is such nonsense. So so ridiculous. And I guess this is supposed to be like our, our like short moment of levity in this episode. Yeah, because he is like literally naked or almost naked, just swimming, which... I can't swim, unfortunately, but I assume you cannot swim in the dark when, and when you're drunk. I mean, you you can. You're probably not going to be able to do you it well. You shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you definitely shouldn't. Uh, yeah. I know this isn't probably that type of show, but I was like, is Rob about to die like in the ocean? That's like, what I'm drunk? saying. I, I didn't think. I think John like was almost too too much of a big uh, actor to be oh, like, that's take, taken out this early in this way. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, he's done. He's going to get like a minnow. He's gone. He's (laughs) in the water. I can't. And then the kids are just like, what the hell's going on? This too much. And before before he like jumps into the lake, he's like, he's basically like dressing Margot down. Oh, that's true. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't pay any attention to the kids. You don't know what's going on. Like our son is like 
looking at this guy, Urban Docs, he, he hates everything you basically stand for. And, you know, jo- and Margo's just kind of like, I tr- I'm trying my best. Like, it, it was in a way of, like, even Rob now is kind of taking her to task for being a woman in power and how, like, you know, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know if we see a lot of uh, a lot of portrayed as men in power being talked to like this. Like, you don't, you don't spend time with your kids. You don't, you're not around, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I thought that was a very interesting kind of uh, parallel to strike. Yeah, it's wild. Like, I... Wow. And I think he just, again, like Helen does at work, but I think here Rob is doing that to Margo at home where it's very much like, here's what's going on. You're yeah. not, you're not reading. Open your it. eyes. Open your yeah. eyes. Like, wake up, please. So I think we're, you know, finally, I think she realizes what's going on, but she's a little drunk too. So while uh, Rob is past the F out, he's home safe, thank goodness, mm-hmm. uh, naked in their bed, she, which I love that she puts a pillow. <laughs> like, or he, maybe he did. Oh, the cover's junk. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, sure. Uh, while she just, she's a little drunk, and then she goes into Joss's room, and they're having a conversation. I think she's starting to apologize to Joss about being distant and, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And... <laughs> My favorite is Joss is like, oh, you're drunky drunk because you <laughs> yeah, being too nice. Yeah, you're you're apologizing to me like this is not the mom I know. Yeah, and then this is where I I had to say this, and I'm sorry, but I had to be like, this is that white people shit because <laughs> she said, do you have some marijuana on you? Yeah, I mean, listen, not my house. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, do you see yourself? Maybe like when you're older, right? And like it's just like yeah. your kid wait, is wait, old. Wait. Yeah, no, that's I mean, different. You can, you can drink and have the occasional recreational. Yeah, when it's like legal. Like, when, when you're like your 30. When you're like yeah, 30 exactly. and I'm like exactly. 50 or so. Like Yeah. It'll be that time. No, Correct. not so much. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But I don't think it's a no. It's just I'm not doing it at 18 even. Like, yeah, it's that's like not, listen, that's no. that's not my life. Listen, that's y'all's life. That's y'all's life. That's not my life. That's wild to me. But, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Again, if you want to do it at your home and be safe, right? But she's mm-hmm. very much like, listen, you're a kid on the West Coast. I know you got weed. <laughs> yeah, she was talking about uh, she was talking about Kat, who is like the girl that uh, has been te- kind of like right. mentoring Josh, Josh and her powers. So I was like, I know that girl Kat has, you know, drugs. Listen, drugs. that's she the plug. Where is it at? Yeah, that's the plug. Yeah, 100%. And yes, turns out she does have a joint so margo does start to smoke and she's like oh i need to get a lighter and she's like uh, me my hands i'm the lighter got it and i loved that moment because she's like wow you're so good at this honey like you know just praising her kid and joss is like oh she she loves it. I think she's, she's just like, needing I, this validation. I, I like drunk mom. Drunk mom is nice. Let's get yeah, drunk, drunk all the mom time. gives me validation and time. Drunk mom gives me validation. Unless he smoke weed with her. Like I like drunk mom. Yeah, and then she they're you know they're having a conversation, and Margot is now passing the joint over. They're having a uh, you know a nice moment where Josh listen says, "Listen, don't get angry." But it does bother me that you're, quote unquote, the face of this generation um, and this, you know, power when you don't have it. So how can you kind of, um, you know, take the lead on it when you don't know how it feels? And then we have the most powerful 
uh moment ever where I just feel like that this piece needs to be like cut and shared everywhere where Joss talks about how her generation and and even her sister more than hers won't need to live in fear anymore yeah I mean there are moments when this show kind of tries to make the message subtle Mm-hmm. And this is the op- this is the like version <laughs> of the show where it's like no this we're gonna tell you the real we're gonna give you the real tea and the real feeling right now like it, as if we were in real life this is real like this isn't fiction this here is real like if only we had some kind of power to make our women feel free and feel safe at all times like we're just gonna, we're just gonna put it out there for you on Front Street we're not gonna we're not gonna cover it in in different messaging like this is for real yeah and it, it's again Chef's kiss because. Uh, everything she said i was just like yup yup oh yes 100 percent. when can we do it and i'm watching it with my mom my husband and my stepdad right and th- the two of them are like hmm that's real and i was like yes wake up like it's so hard because joss talks about something basic as uh don't be mad but i did go on a run and it was sundown and i immediately know what she meant because it's scary like for a any woman it doesn't matter their age let alone a teenage girl to walk home alone and she said i could walk and not be stressed because i can you know i can just like attack (laughs) yeah like rotisserie chicken their ass if they try to get me and it feels nice and i don't have to you know like lower my gaze when i uh am with the man when he's making me feel uncomfortable it's just all of this is such real stuff that we wish you know there could be a remedy well the remedy is you know men learn boundaries and men learn how to respect women but Mm -hmm. like not all men can do that so here we are in that spot Uh, and not to say every man is like that but that it doesn't matter like we know who i'm talking about um and it's just it's this like painful powerful moment of like what every I'm actually not even woman, but in this case, it's woman. Every woman feels, but every marginalized identity feels Mm -hmm. in one way or the other. Uh, So it's just how empowering would it be to not have that, you know, thousand pound gorilla on your back and just feel free. So it just, it felt so nice. And um, Margo says, well, I would want to know what it feels like to be in your shoes. Can you give me the power? (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was an interesting, like, because uh, I don't, I don't know if Margot has felt this for for the whole time we've known her. Like, if she wants the power, if she's mm-hmm. like, or if this is just a thought in her mind, like right now, as people have been like accusing her of having it. Like, yeah, yeah. I actually do want the power. And, and I think the conversation that they had, uh, you know, throughout this the segment of the sh- of the episode was very interesting. Is very layered, as Joss tells her that you know I don't like you being the face of it because you don't have it. Whereas, and it's like. And she tells, you know, Margo tells her, well, I just want to protect you. I want to make sure that mm-hmm. you are protected. And Josh says, well, you know, we don't need you to protect us. It's like, it's, it's it's such a layered conversation because it's, again, that generational gap of adult child. Like, yes, yes. I've, I've experienced life. I know more than you know at the moment. I'm trying to set you up so that you don't make the same mistakes that I or other people have made. When it's like, no. Your tear to your teenager is it until you know I know better, I can protect myself when you as an adult, like, yeah, but I can protect you so much more with what I know. <laughs> and it's it's that fine line of like how do how do you let go and how do when do you push uh to protect your child? And what do you what how do you 
how do you balance that fine line of your child saying, yeah. I don't need your protection. Well, yeah, you kind of do. So I think that's a very layered and very complex situation they're kind of uh, – whereas in this context, it's about, no, I, I can protect myself because I have the power. When it's yes. Like, I can protect myself because I know more. It was like, mm, but you don't. So it's very complex, very interesting uh, yeah. conversation we had there. Uh, but yeah, like like as we said earlier, as Marvel gets to power, it's like it's so – uh, powerful and orgasmic, uh, mm-hmm. seemingly, uh, that Margot is going through as she's getting the power. Because it seems like what Joss says is that there are buds in yeah, every woman's body. Yeah, I think that's what this, we hear. Yeah. For like for older women, I guess there are like, I don't know if they've always had the organ, it just was never right. active, but they, they have like the buds that I guess can be uh, activated through transference, uh, which I thought, you know, I'm, you know, we don't have that information right now, but I'm wondering if it's a if it's a permanent thing. Right. Once you get transferred, do you always have the power, or is it at some point going to uh, flame out and you need to get transferred to again? Yeah, like a car be, battery. Yeah, which I think would be an interesting yeah. uh, topic to explore further down the line if the show chooses to, or the show may just mm-hmm. tell us no. Once you get transferred once, you're you're, you're good. good. For, for yeah, ever. yeah, that's really interesting too. Let's see how that works, but. I just, again, found this to be really beautiful. I think it was a needed moment because, mm-hmm. again, Joss was just, like, in so much turmoil. And I'm just, like, I get it. But also, it's just not maybe that much fun TV to watch, like, a teenager, you know, just go through so much pain and so much turmoil. It's, like, I want better for her. Like, she mm-hmm. deserves better than this mess. So, it just it feels like we're making some headway with these two and their relationship. Uh, and also, I think we're going to see now Margot, who has the power, take, I think, some power back. Yeah, and we're, I, you know, based on the preview at the end of this episode, it seems like we're going to focus a lot on her next episode and focus like on more, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, in the previous, Dan is like, oh, we're going to test everybody for it. You are free to not take the test, but you're going to have to be gone on unpaid leave. So it's basically either you submit to this test or you have no job. Like, yep. <laughs> and that type of nonsense that goes on in the real world. So it's going to be interesting to see what that's about. I, I hope that the preview doesn't sh- isn't showing us that we're not going to get more of our other characters like Allie and Roxy because I Ugh. I would love to check back in with them. I don't want more than one episode to be gone gone on without checking yes. back on those characters. Uh, but w- I guess we'll see what we're really going to get next next week. Yeah, and it looks like Allie is going to be leading a revolution. So I mean, it's like she only has four episodes. Yeah, I mean the show is only a ten episode uh, first season. We're halfway mm-hmm. through. So yeah, and if we go through this episode and see episode six without her, we're like you said, we're only have four episodes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if if we do not check back in her on her until episode seven, if we're going to get some sort of like time jump. Not a time jump, yeah. but like she's been up to stuff since she's been since we've been away from her, that she'll maybe have started uh, amassing her her base. Uh, I think that'll be an interesting thing to see. Agreed, agreed. And with that, the episode um, and our podcast, unless you have anything else, Jason, for this, we, we're coming to a wrap. Yeah, I think I think we are good. Uh, Sasha, let's tell everybody where you are, what you're doing, what you're up to. 
Yes. Um, for me, in addition, again, to being here, we have launched a new podcast uh, called Big Deck Energy with uh, the 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 pod father himself, Rob. So Rob and I are talking below deck sailing yacht on uh, Rob has a podcast. So we're on YouTube and on the main feed as well. So Check that out. It's a really fun time. We did a lot of the detailing, so you don't necessarily have to watch the show. But we'll be back with weekly video, I believe, podcasts to, you know, get get excited, get the people in. So it it's going to be a good show. The first one was, again, just like this one, a lot of, like, universe setting. So a lot of, like, in the weeds. But we're, we're going to get into the hookups and the drama soon. I, I just know it with this cast. And um, I'm also talking mess magnets, pop culture, uh, everything crazy uh, with Kirsten McKenna's over on Rob has a podcast slash or Rob has a website slash mess feed. I always say podcast and I've finally (laughs) been corrected. Here we are uh, slash mess feed. And we're turning we have turned one. So we're going to do a best of mess award. So check all of that out. Uh, And for everything else, just follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four. What about you, Jason? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at J A Y R one zero eight five. I was on the most recent Love Is Blind uh, recap uh, for week three, episodes nine through eleven. But by the time this comes out, it may be uh, outdated because of the finale and reunion uh, recap pod are coming out. Uh, we had a fun time there. I was with uh, <laughs> I was with Asia, Kirsten, Isaiah. We really kind of chopped it up. We almost went as long as the show. Uh, you know, almost three hours on that on that podcast. Like, we got time. Check that out. It was a lot of fun. And every week, I am with Asia Welch over on a Perfect Match podcast, talking about the show Married at First Sight. Having a lot of fun over there as well. Uh, much like uh, Sasha and her uh, her below deck energy, you don't need to you don't need to watch <laughs> the show to uh, to to keep up with the podcast. We break it all down for you. Uh, so come over there, have fun with us, have a good time. That is it for me right now. That is it for this podcast for you. Thank you, uh, everyone. Will, thank you so much for checking us out again. If you're, if you're liking what we're doing, leave five stars over on the Postal Recaps uh, Apple Podcast page. Uh, and we will see y'all next week. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.